Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. It's uh, a beautiful spring day here in Northern California, and I just want to say it's beginning to be a beautiful spring for our Oakland Raiders. You know, I want to tell you right off the bat, before I even started, I'm ha- having a real good feeling about this team right now, the way things are coming together. I know I've bitched a lot about the coaching. I've bitched a lot about the draft. Yes, that is true. But you always, and as you've told me and as we've told each other, you have to be positive about what's happening here. The Raiders really have come at a snail's pace, but they've really solidified some areas where they had needed help for some time. So before I get off on a tangent, which I already have, for all those A's fans, Barry Zito might be traded to the New York Mets. Ugh. I hope not. Anyway, it's off the beaten path. All right, today's show is going to be Jordan Slims Down. Collins could be going to the Titans. That's something we got in our forum, and we're going to talk about that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, signings that we have had uh, just recently. And today, a very special interview with Cliff Branch. Yes, we had a little interview with him while he was signing autographs, and uh, it's pretty cool. He's a very, very cool gentleman and a great Raider fan still after all this time, and we'll go over a little bit more about that in just a minute, but let's get right down to it. Okay, Raider Nation, optimistic about 06? I am. That's right. I'm optimistic about 06. Hard to believe? Well, believe this. In the recent weeks, the Raiders have done some amazing things. And let me just go right out and say it. It's starting to gel. Even though it's early, you can see the attitude, you can see the swagger, you can see the silver and black. It seems like it's getting the mystique back. It just seems like it to me. I just feel it. And for no really specific reason, however, I can give you some key signs that I'm kind of hanging my hope on. So we've signed some key players after the draft. Now, before I even get into that, let me just tell you about Shell. Now, I know Shell was not my first choice. I have no no doubt that you will remind me of it, but I'll tell you, I, I admit to it anyway. However, now, Art Shell, right off the get-go, is not taking any crap from the team. He's already had some discussions, and let me get into it right now. Reportedly, Jerry Porter and him had some fierce knockdown, drag-out words, and uh, there was a lot of yelling heard in the locker room out of Art Shell's office. But things got resolved. Porter came out and realized, hey, this is not the Kerry Collins, a.k.a. Mr. Rogers Raiders that we've had for the last two years. No anemic team leadership this year. Archell is in the driver's seat, and he is not jacking around about taking control of this team. He doesn't give a crap if you're supposed to be a 1,000-yard receiver, which, incidentally, Jerry Porter wasn't last season. 
and he doesn't give a crap about much else other than the way the team le- the direction of the team and what is held to accountability. I for one this early have to give it to Art Shell for putting his foot down on some spoiled athletes. Not that all of them are, but I'm saying Jerry Porter in particular. He's been coddled by Al Davis. We all know that. And just the fact that uh, Shell is standing up tall. I love it. This could be the comeback of the nasty. And that's what I think, too. So these are some of the things that are leading me to hope in 06. Now, I'm sure this will not be the last blowout in the Raiders' locker room before the season. I hope it's not turmoil, but I do know that Art Shell will not take any crap from anybody. Matter of fact, I hope that he turns his wrath next on Jankowski. And I'm telling you why. Because he should get in shape and get it together. Just like Lamont Jordan has already professed that he was fat last year. Well, it wasn't fat, but he wanted to put on some muscle and uh, that's not the running backs that uh, we want per Archell. He wants them to cut to 230, and he was 240. And um, that, that makes a big difference when you're trying to run. Okay. Now, the whole team seems to be stepping a little higher and jumping a little further and working a little harder, and it's an obvious change in attitude, says Robert Gallery. Now at left tackle, as we all knew last two seasons, this guy should have been. Thank goodness we'll have good coverage and good blocking on that side of the ball. It's looking better by the week. The signing of Robert Thomas, linebacker, first-round choice of 0-2, the 0-2 draft. From Green Bay, we took this kid. This guy's only 25 years old, 52 career starts, 272 tackles, UCLA standout. We add him to the linebacking quarter. Can you see how things are starting to gel with Bing? We've got... uh, Don't forget about Danny Clark. We got all the other guys we had from last year. We also added, yes, this is pretty funny, though, Rod Smart, a.k.a. He Hate Me. He Hate Me of arena football fame. It's looking good. When the dust settles, we should be really a much-improved team over last season. You know, even with this McQuestum, a.k.a. Children of the Corn Choice, which I think is a monster, and Derek Burgess has already said there's been some attitude. Yes, there has. On the field already during the training camp, McQuestum was up against Barton, and Barton got a little upset at the end of the play and gave him a little shove post-haste, and it's nice. And there was a little comment by him, well, he just likes to play football. Oh, yeah, really? Keep the nasty there, McQuiston. You're going to be our man, the mullet McQuiston. There's all kinds of names for this guy. Malachi from Children of the Corn. Unbelievable. And a matter of fact, if you go to RaiderTech.com, you'll understand and see a special Chronicles of McQuiston that they're going to have. I'm sure it's going to be very... um, a very cool and great series. It's a column that he's going to put out, and we should keep an eye on this kid, that's for sure, because if the Sean of the Raider takes says so, I'm telling you, he is diehard, and he's pretty doggone sharp. I'd, I'd take that to the bank myself. But anyways, Raider fans, listen to me. I'm telling you, 06 is going to be wild. Get your doggone tickets. Get on down to the Coliseum, get on the phone, get on the computer, grab your doggone tickets. Let's get down to that Coliseum and rock the house.
And he rocked the house, man. we got to get the 13th man a new meeting in Oakland in 06 because we're going to be coming out strong. We want our team to feel the Raider Nation love, especially all these new kids. And that goes to preseason, too. I know, I know, a lot of people don't want to go to preseason, but I know right now who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the diehard Raider Nation. And if you could get to the game, you'd be going to the game, even if it was preseason. There's a lot of spoiled fans here in the Bay Area. They can come and go or decide to do something else, like go to a picnic or barbecue or whatever. But I'll tell you this right now. There are many, I mean many, hundreds of fans across the world who would really give quite a bit to get their butts in a seat in the Coliseum for one single game, including preseason. So think about it. Think about it hard, Raider fans. Get on in there. Support our team. Make it happen. Okay. Now let's go to some other Raider news here. Kerry Collins is reportedly from one of the Raider Nation regulars, my good brother, from Tokai, Japan. I always say Tokyo, and I'm always blowing it. So it's actually Tokai, Japan, and that is where Robert Moorhead, um, the outpost in Tokai, Japan of the Raider Nation, he is out there, man. He's probably the furthest one out <laughs> of the Raider Nation. He came in strong with some great information from ESPN, and I'm going to share that with you right now. It's from John Clayton's column on ESPN.com. The Titans have to decide if they're good enough at quarterback with Billy Volek, Matt Mock, Mauk, I hate these names, and rookie Vince Young, of course they picked up in the draft, uh, for the future. Uh, or should they bring in Kerry? I'm not sure. Please, Collins. <laughs> Take him. Take him. Can you believe it? Let's see the Titans take Collins. I'd love to see it. I would just love it. Now, Raider fans, let me see. What else have we got going on here? Can you imagine? Let me just go through this this thing that uh, my good brother, uh, Robert Moorhead, wrote. From the Tokai, Japan outpost of the Raider Nation. This guy's out there. Taking out a policy on KFC is what he's saying. So, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans are going to use Kerry Collins as an insurance policy with the above-mentioned quarterbacks. And this is what Robert Moorhead has to say. KFC, as an insurance policy, can't type brain too full of jokes, can't decide which joke to tell first. If you want to ensure your team will suck, then nobody's cooking like KFC, he says. And if you want to be an anti-role model for your QB of the future, then there's no better choice than KFC. He says, I had more jokes, but KFC is not worth the effort. He didn't put any effort in, so why should I? Bravo, bravoissimo. Just as Kerry Collins talks about his retirement, here come the desperate Tennessee Titans, and maybe, just perhaps, we'll be able to see Tin Man back in action next year, and at least we'll be able to get a laugh out of this guy <laughs> from afar and say, nice insurance. Yeah, you better cash in that policy because this guy blows. <laughs> Yeah. 
next, we're going to go right to an interview that uh, me and Raider Randy did uh, with Cliff Branch. Now, he's doing an autograph signing, so the sound quality is not the best, but it's as good as it's going to get until I get some better equipment, which I am going to try to get uh, before season starts. So... This interview is with Cliff Branch, and we just had some time with him. Uh, it's a short interview, but we look forward to seeing him again. We do have a contact for him, so we're going to see if we can get another interview with a Mr. Branch. Cliff Branch, wide receiver, Oakland Raiders, 15 years, four Pro Bowls, drafted fourth round out of 17 rounds in 1972 from Colorado, a Texas native, 8,565 receiving yards, 67 touchdowns, and three, count them, three Super Bowls. Need I say more? Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cliff Branch. Raider Nation, I'm here with the legendary Cliff Branch, Oakland Raiders, 15 years, receiver, three Super Bowls, excellent. Mr. Branch, can you tell me, what do you think about the Raiders organization? Well, uh, first of all, let's start with Al Davis. Uh, Al Davis is a, a great owner. Uh, he's, a, he's a pioneer in professional football because you think he was a head coach. He's been general manager. He's been managing partner for a long time. And he's also been a commissioner of the OFL. And a lot of people don't know that if it wasn't for Al David when he was commissioner, he brought the NFL and the AFL together with the mergers. So he's been a pioneer, and he has a lot of respect from his players, and, and I thank the world of him. Do you remember when you were drafted by the Raiders? Yeah, 1972. I was the 98th player taken that year uh, in round four. Matter of fact, we had two players taken in the fourth round. Uh, I was a 98th player taken. Dave Dalby, who also has three Super Bowl rings, was a 99th player taken. So that turned out to be a great year for the Raiders in 1972 draft because we had two dynamic players that played for a long time for the Raider organization. And you're talking about six Raiders that have uh, the three Super Bowl rings and me and Dave Dalby's one of the, uh, the two guys that do have uh, the Super Bowl rings. Well, that's incredible, too, because uh, the draft's a lot different now than it was back then. Uh, what, are the things that you, what are the things that you see different in the draft today as, a, as a, compared to when you were drafted by the Raiders? Well, you know, for, the biggest difference is they, they have, in 1972, they had 17 rounds. Today, they only have seven rounds. Uh, I got drafted in the fourth round in 1972, and I signed for $13 million signing bonus. If I was getting drafted in the fourth round a day, I would be getting a half a million dollars. So, uh, big money difference, though, but uh, that's, that's the way uh, uh, sports in general, that's the way uh, life is in general. Economics is always progress. Okay. What do you think about the Raiders' uh, coaching staff, Art Shell and Tom Walsh, uh, that happening, uh, them picking him up this year? Uh, what do you think that's going to do for the Raiders? Well, uh, bringing Art Shell back was part of uh, a tremendous plus for the Raiders because the Raiders have to find somebody that know the Raider way. You know, you, you brought in a few people. John Gruden did a good job, okay? But after that, Callahan went to the Super Bowl with Gruden's team. 
But after that, we've been having falling off, falling off, falling off. And who's to blame for that? Who knows? You know, Al Davis makes a lot of decisions. And all the decisions he makes, I agree with it. But if it don't pan out, then they say Al Davis made a mistake. But we all make mistakes. We it all always goes back to Al. We, we all know that. We're human. So, <laughs> but uh, Ray and Art Shell, you know, uh, for his second term as a Raider head coach is a tremendous plus. He knows the Raider right way. He's a Raider, and uh, he's been a Raider for many, many years. Even when he was away, he still watched the Raiders, he said, uh, from, from a distance. But uh, he'll bring some toughness. He'll bring that, uh, that old thing, what we used to call back in the 70s, the Pride and Poise Boys of Oakland. And when you bring the Pride and Poise Boys back to Oakland, I think our show will get it done. Tom Walsh, uh, you asked me about Tom Walsh. Tom Walsh was, I think, a great choice. He's been out of football for a long time. People, people don't know about Tom Walsh. I think uh, the, the man is a total dedicated, totally dedicated coach. When, when he coached me uh, back in Oakland, I think he came on board in 1970, 1982, our first year with the Raiders. We moved to Los Angeles. He helped me tremendously, helped my game get back in order. And the man is knows X's and O's. Uh, he, he's a loyal, dedicated man. You know, when we, we used to teach Coach Walsh about, uh, you know, uh, him coaching and, and, and coaching. We say, well, Coach, don't you have time for a girlfriend? He said, no, I, I go read a good book. So he, right there, that says a lot about Tom. I think that, that he's totally committed to the game of football, and I think you'll see some real innovative offense from him. He's, he, he knows X's and O's, and he's, he'll be very creative, and, I, and I'm just, Randy Moss is going to be very pleased to work with him, and he ain't going to take no stuff from I think him, having him back as offense coordinator to me, I, I just like it. Well, talking about Randy Moss, how about Aaron Brooks? What do you think about that that pickup this season? I think he's got a lot to prove. I mean, you take two years ago when he threw 4,000 yards. Last year was a, a bad season for the for the franchise of New Orleans because of the, the, the Hurricane Katrina thing. But getting him, he could throw the deep ball. Terry Collins can throw the deep ball. But Aaron Brooks can throw it. He has the longest arm in the National Football League, and he has a lot of mobility. And with that combination of having a great offensive line and a, the scheme that Tom West will create this year, it's going to be a phenomenal year for Aaron Brooks and Randall Moss. Yeah, I do. I, I agree with you. I think Aaron Brooks is going to break out. He's in a new place. I think he's come home to Oakland. I don't think it's somewhere foreign, and I think he's going to do a great job. So what do you think about the DB? They got uh, Michael Huff um, coming out of Texas. He was drafted this year. Uh, they say he's uh, like Ronnie Lott or actually hits, hits like uh, Rod Woodson. Uh, do you think that's going to help us out? Do you think we should have gotten, gotten more for defensive tackle instead? Well, uh, when you lose a guy like Charles Woodson and then you can pick up a guy named Huff, you know, he's a young you know, and he's he, he going to get some real good experience. You think about our draft of the last three or four years, we had two defensive backs in the first round last year, uh, in the first and second round. Uh, and then we got Nanami from Cal in the first round. And now getting tough, so I, I think we, we're building up that secondary, and you got the guy from Purdue that's safety. So I think the, the Raiders went in the right direction. When you, when you can get an athlete uh, from, the, from the national championship, uh, Huff, who made a lot of big plays for the Longhorns last year. And I'm biased because I'm from Texas. And when Al Davis go to Texas and pick an athlete, they've always turned out successful. Me, from Texas, 
Tim Brown from Texas, Warren Wells from Texas, and we can go on and on with what Texas athletes coming from Texas playing for the Raiders have always had success. And this is going to be another guy that will have a lot of great success. That is most excellent. So tell me one, if, if, I, if you don't mind, what was the atmosphere and the locker room when you played the AFC West opponents? Which teams did you guys hate the most? Or well, they, everybody hated us. <laughs> you know, as John Madden used to say, we go on the road. The Raiders was the most boo team in the National Football League. And we loved it because when we, the teams of the 70s and the 80s were going to, to a visiting stadium and they boo us, but we shut them up real quick because we were very explosive. So uh, when you play in Denver twice a year, you play Kansas City twice a year, San Diego twice a year. Back when I played, I think our biggest rival was Kansas City Chiefs because you didn't have Hank Stram and I just came in and, and the Kansas City Chiefs and the and Oakland Raiders was always battling for the, for the number one spot to represent the division, and so it was always Kansas City. Then Denver came along, and then, uh, and then when you had Al Cariel and the San Diego Chargers, so division has always been packed. You know what I mean? The division is still tough, and but uh, the, t the team in the 70s and 80s, we didn't have no fear. We 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 like taking on challenges, and, and and we we dominate those teams. So which, Kansas City. Which teams did you look across the field at and, and think this this is our competition? Was it the Steelers? Well, every, everybody you line up is, is, is competition because you, you got athletes going out to compete because they didn't think it could happen on any given day. But your opponents are confidence, uh, confident and we're confident. And, and sometimes our confidence overshadowed their confidence because we always came out on top. Well, right on. Well, Cliff Branch, thank you very much for uh, interviewing with me, Raider Nation Podcast Raider Greg here. And I appreciate so much the opportunity just to be in your presence, sir. It's an honor and a pleasure. Greg, Greg thanks a lot, and I hope to be on your show in the, in the future. And to the fans out there that listen to you and watch your thing, I think it's a beautiful thing you're doing, and I continue to have success. And you keep the Raider fans and all over the United States and all over the world informed of Raider Nation, baby. Raider Nation. Thank you, my friend. You God bless it, you. Hope you enjoyed that interview with the legendary wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders, Mr. Cliff Branch, number 21, four-time Pro Bowler, three Super Bowls. The guy's really awesome. Uh, he's a great personality to talk to. If you ever get a chance to see or talk to him, it is well worth any travel time. Um, if you're a Raider fan, this guy is going to set it straight for you. Lamont Jordan, I was saying earlier, is going to try to cut some weight. Uh, maybe up to 10, 15 pounds. That's not that big a deal, but um, it is a big deal to him because he feels like it uh, slowed him down last season. Let's hope anything that he wants to do that can help him will be good. So let's go to some of the haps in uh, Raiderland. Let's just look at the season or this year right now where the Raiders, the old Raiders that got hurt last season are standing. Ronald Curry, this is from the Alameda, I mean the Contra Costa Times, uh, Ronald Curry has spent most of his athletic career standing out from his teammates um, through his jaw-dropping playmaking. Man, Ronald Curry is the bomb. He caught that pass in uh, in Denver two years ago that was just insanely incredible. And when he came back and beat those geeks, that was beautiful to see in their house. Ah, that was such a great game. He was a standout because uh, he was a great playmaker. 
But he was the only inactive player this season so far in the mini camps out of the Raiders who missed a part of last season because of serious injuries. Now, he's still rehabilitating a left Achilles tendon, which he ruptured against Kansas City. And I saw that happen. It was a shame. He wasn't even doing anything. He was kind of slowing down after uh, running a pattern, and bam, it happened to him. I saw it. Uh, What a bummer. Now, with defensive tackle Warren Sapp's rotator cuff surgery repair, linebacker Sam Adams' knee replacement, not replacement, but repair, strong safety Derek Gibson with his wrist injury uh, rehab, and running back Lamont Jordan, he had his turf toe, if you remember that, and offensive lineman Lanston Walker, which was a fluke thing that happened with his abdomen. That won't happen again. He's a monster. We'll need him on the line. Uh, and quarterback Andrew Walter with his groin, he got surgery uh, just last season, too. So he's rested for quite some time. They all practiced and showed no lingering effects from the injuries that they required. That's pretty cool to see. They all worked out um, without pads, of course, and non-contact. But uh, the fact that they're out there doing it's pretty cool. Uh, Walker's been moved from left guard to right offensive tackle as part of Coach Archell's makeover the offensive line, which should be pretty awesome. With McQuiston in there, it should be brutal. This move comes less than seven months after Walker needed surgery to stop abdominal bleeding, rendering him unsure that he would be able to play again. But he's playing again right now, and he's a monster. Remember, he blocked that big punt, too, in that same game against Denver. Uh, Thank God it wasn't a career-ender, Walker said. Uh, he knocked on a wooden bench in front of the, the locker room stall. Uh, he went through some surgery, went through some rehab. Rehab, rehab went good, uh, did what he had to do, and he's here feeling fine. Walter declared himself fit and ready to go after only four months after surgery on to repair a groin injury that he sustained during training camp last year. That's true, man. He didn't do nothing last season. His preseason looked pretty damn good, though. That injury came on the heels of his shoulder surgery. The shoulder feels great. His groin feels great. He says he's ready to put it together. Uh, he feels pretty good. He feels better than he has in a while. So that's good. So our team's healed up is what I'm trying to say from last season, and we should look forward to some production from all these guys. I just hope Curry can get back, man, because he is a hell of a playmaker when he's fit. You know, I hope this doesn't mess up his psyche, too. Now, this is what happened. Uh, play of the day, it says here, wide receiver Randy Moss served notice on first-round draft pick Michael Huff, yes, the hard-hitting Huff, early during Friday's morning practice by blowing past the rookie safety on a deep route and, and turning the play into a long touchdown. Lesson learned, Michael Huff. This ain't no college game. We got Randy Moss. You better be able to hold on tight with that one, boy. First experience against Randy Moss, and he scored on me, Huff said afterward. But that's part of the game. That's his territory. I've got to go out there and get better every day. Of course you do, man. You're talking about Randy Moss here, and I bet you he wanted to school you. And so he did. He said, young man, let me show you what's up on this level of football. Kaboom. Bada bing. I wonder if he could have done that to bing anyway. Bada-bing, he was on. Touchdown, Raiders. So let's see. Uh, Aaron Brooks took the number two as his practice jersey because he had number two when he was with the New Orleans Saints. And let's just talk about Aaron Brooks for just a second. I am really, really excited about this guy. I'm really excited about his, his passing, his whole style of play. He's very Gannon-like. Um, but he's got more of a cannon than Gannon had. 
You should see this guy. I tell you, Raider Nation, click on RaiderNationPodcast.com right now. Go on the main page and look there. It's a little little black box at the top of the page. It says Brooks Video. Click on that Brooks Video. You will see what I mean by a playmaker. It's a great thing. Also, don't forget to frapper, but check out that video, man. I'm telling you, it is awesome um, without any doubt. So let's go to the Raider Nation podcast forum right here. I've already talked about my good brother, Robert Moorhead, from Tokai, Japan, outpost of the Raider Nation. Let's go down and see what Alex has to say. Moss? Where the hell is Moss and all these minicamp photos? Is he even there? Yes, Moss is there. He's a, not a media hound, man. You should know this, and if you don't, I'll tell you right now. He's a simple man from the South. He just wants to play football. He wants to get the job done. He likes the glory. Ain't no doubt about it. But not unless he's doing something. He don't want any press. When he makes that cut touchdown or gets that catch, he's ready for some, some attention. But right now, he just wants to play football. That's why he's not in any of those photos. Dylan, footage of draft picks. Now, he's gonna he's talking about this last podcast I did. And I was kind of doomy and gloomy about the draft picks. But I just tell it like it is and what I thought was a better way to go. But everyone's got an opinion. That's my opinion. So be it. I take all opinions into consideration. I got to tell you mine because I have to listen to everybody's, which is good. That's fine. Um, but he was just watching some footage of all the draft picks. Uh, he had no footage that was available for McQuiston. And some of the players worked okay, but others not so hot. The footage came from Yahoo. Uh, we have the link on our page, so if the Raider Nation wants to check it out, we'll have a link directly to these. And you have to click directly on the little camera. You can't just click on the name because that will give you all the stats. Click on the camera, and the camera will give you the film of what you want to see. Okay, now, listen. From what all he watched, it looked like Bing was a much more physical player than Huff. He was pretty impressed with Bing. And he says that Bing might have been our best choice in the draft. Howard looked to be okay, he said, but nothing really special. There were a hell of a lot of linebacker choices out there in the second round, which is what I said on my podcast, and he knows exactly what I'm saying. Uh, not quite, quite sure why we went for Howard. I'm not either, but, you know, I'm not, I wasn't that impressed with Howard. But, hey, okay, that's okay. Uh, he was a fourth-round pick uh, kind of a guy, which I thought, too. Kevin Booth looked solid, and I thought so, too. He definitely looked better than Chris Morris. Jeez, this guy has two knee braces. His mobility looks that of an 80-year-old woman. Maybe our scout saw something in this footage. It didn't look very good. Oh, yeah, no footage wasted on a wasted draft pick of our seventh round. You know, and he goes on to say, wide receiver, that's ridiculous. We are painfully deep in wide receivers, and there's a hell of a lot of other positions we could have filled with that pick. How about a damn backup running back? Amen. We did get a couple, but nobody I thought we should have got. Just wanted to drop my two cents on the draft pick. Greg, sorry to feel your flame, bro, but I feel the same way as you about the draft. We could have done much better. Thank you so much, and you're not fueling my flame, although I was pissed. I guess you could say you were feeling my flame. <laughs> I was pissed. 
and I want to tell you fans how I feel, and you guys tell me how you feel. That's all good because uh, it's all good. Okay, let's see. Now, here we go. Here's another one from Tokai Japan. Now, Robert Moorhead, he knows that I have a very hard time pronouncing uh, names because he's given me a hard time before because I'm just a, you know, I'm just a firefighter. I'm a fireman from uh, Berkeley, California. <laughs> so, but I'm a Raider fan, and I love this stuff because I love touting about our Raiders because, doggone it, there's not enough media out there for our Oakland Raiders. Doggone it. They always playing up those crappy 49ers or spe- everywhere, uh, especially here in the Bay Area. So forget those 49ers. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Now, here he goes. I'm going to do my best on this one, Robert. Don't work me, okay? After looking over the Raider roster, it looks like early spring lineup holds great potential to give George Atkinson, <laughs> George Atkinson a nightmares. Atkinson, I'm just as bad as he was, was a terror in the secondary, and he was a, he is a terror at the microphone. It's nice of Al to give the guy a job, but Atkinson was not born to be a broadcaster, so neither was I. So there you go. We've signed Rod. He hate me smart. Who hopes to who hopes he won't change the name to he cut me before the season starts it's pretty funny we got two count them two tuyasopos a wuso a quashire a nabuafe uh a lucur cucur <laughs> an ika ijabila and to add to his favorite names naomi asamoa Jankowski, uh, a.k.a. Janet Reno, Peter Gabriel, Huff Daddy, and Chandler bing bing bada bing Put three of these names together in any single play, and George Atkinson's head will explode. <laughs> That's for sure. So would mind if I had to call that game. Doggone it. Announcer still can't get Asamoah's name right, and he's been in the league for four years. Well, crap, it took me four years to get it right, too, man. I'm telling you. Also, if we can have two two Tuiasasopos, then we should have two Gabila Biama. Bialama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We need Akbar and Kabir. Oh, gosh. Robert, you're killing me. McQuiston's red mullet is something to behold. If the mullet survives training camp, then we he has to make some way of making that uh, a guy a nickname. The Irish mullet, uh, McMullet, Billy Ray McQuiston. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So there, Robert, I totally destroyed your thing. And there you go. Okay. This is Tyler Durden. Uh, he says, being at linebacker, I was watching the USC Texas Rose Bowl on ESPN Classic the other night just to take a closer look of our players we drafted. First, I noticed that Huff was involved with just about every play, and it seems wherever the ball was close by, he was close by. The second thing I noticed was Darnell Bing was was in most of the game, especially in running situations, lined up in the box. I don't think him playing linebacker will be that big of a transition. He's a big physical guy who will do a good job uh, covering tight ends. Well, that's very true. I think this pick uh, will turn out to be uh, have a silver lining. Well, I think so, too. Darnell Bing's supposed to be the guy. Uh, that's also what the, our other Raider brother said up here. 
um, Dylan. So I agree with that too. So anyway, that's pretty much the show, Raider fans. I want to thank you. Remind you to take the Frapper map, get your picture on there because uh, people have been putting it on there. And let's get this Raider Nation rocking because it's only 125 days until football. And then you get that sound. Dun, 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 dun. I wish I could make that sound right. Maybe, Randy, you can put that sound in there. But anyhow, thank you, Raider fans, for tuning in. Thank you for checking out Raider Nation Podcast. Please don't forget the Aaron Brooks video on the front of the webpage. Check it out, will you please? This is Raider Greg, and I am out.